Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we are talking to the awesome singer-songwriter Judy Banker, along with collaborator and recording engineer Dave Roof. Check it out. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I am talking to Judy Banker and Dave Roof. Uh, Judy uh, and Dave are, so Judy is actually the the main songwriter and Dave is in your band. Is that correct? Right. Dave, Dave is actually like, has been my backbone. Um, uh, I, I write the songs and that started out um, really like the, the first, my first recording project, we were just talking about it the other day, Dave, is that it was a, um, it was released in 2014. Uh-huh. And, um, I hadn't recorded anything before that. Oh, yes, I, I had recorded with other people or backed them up on recordings, but um, this was my first project. And um, uh, I, I, Dave, I knew you. I I'm not even sure how I knew you. You played with Dick, and I met you that way. And yeah, I think it was probably one of those multi-act benefit shows at the Ark where we first met. I know that was the place where I met John. So I yeah. must have met the two of you together. Right, right, right. And maybe, oh, um, you know, this my, my, I don't have, a, I don't have a linear brain. So it's like, I, <laughs> you, I know you played with Jay and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, I, um, want, I knew I wanted to record at Dave's studio and cause I don't know, just trusted Dave. He seemed like a solid guy and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. Um, and it was a, a very, very like raw time in my life because my husband had just passed away. Um, Alan, I, I point to his square like he can see me. <laughs> <laughs> um, John was one. Of, it was one of Alan's best friends, and um, it, uh, it was just a time, you know, to, to lose John. Yeah. John and I played music together, and we played with Jay Steelstra, and, um, and so. You know, you get when when you lose somebody. A lot of times, people, if anybody any anybody here has lost anyone, you kind of know you get about a two week window where you get to be a mess, and then the rest of the time you kind of have to just sort of suck it up and cry into the pillow and all that kind of stuff. And I decided I could cry into a microphone, <laughs> <laughs> my eureka moment. <laughs> so I wrote, I wrote a CD and it was and recorded it at a studio and. Uh, yeah, even to this day, doesn't know how he was such a stall. You're such a great person, David. So even tempered, and I was just like this, you know, fragile. I don't know what I was doing, and um, but it was a great experience recording. Well, you you may not remember from that that time because obviously there was a lot going on and and taking your whole mental psyche. But the one of the things that I made a real point to do is I never asked you about the story behind the songs because I knew where the coming from. And I'm like, okay, I don't need to take it there. Judy will take it there if we need to. And, uh, and it works. It works great. You, you were a total trooper through that process. <laughs> there's, there's one song on that CD called, um, it's called how many times. And it's like, how many times will I cry for you? And I, the, the chorus is how many times, how many times, how many, anyway, I repeated and Dave went 15. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, I, I, if I remember right, I think it was like 39, actually. <laughs> Closer. Oh, man. 
<laughs> and uh, so in joining us are fans of Judy's. Um, so we've got Richard, we've got Robin, we've got Alan, Tina, Johnny, uh, Michael, and Rod. How's everybody doing? Good, good. How are you? All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> it's great to it's great to be able to to see all of you here. And um, even though, even though it's virtual, it's still awesome um, to, to share some time with you. Uh, I do like to turn things over to the fans and kind of get your perspective as far as like, when did you discover Judy and, um, and what was it about her music that uh, kept you uh, entranced and pulled in to, to stay a fan over the years? So uh, let's start with, uh, how about Alan? Are you going to call on us, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, here I am. Here I am. Um, I'm in the middle of cooking dinner, so I'll see how much. Uh, how, in fact, I missed your question. What was it? Sorry. So, so, Alan, how did how did you become uh, a fan of, of Judy's? Oh, well, gee. Um, I knew John and, uh, and Judy and, um, and uh, used to play only occasionally with, with, uh, with John. Um, but um, I don't know, at some point, well, in two, actually in 2010, uh, I moved to New York, but in 2013, I guess Judy contacted me somehow and said, hey, do you want to play some tracks? Right. So we had to figure out how to do that. I had, met, had no experience in, in you know, recording remotely. So, uh, so I did that, um, and then, uh, but that was a, that was the first time I guess we played, and I came to town I think and played for the uh, at Johnny's, nice. and so, so that was yeah I think that was the first time we we played officially. Yep, exactly, exactly, and, and Alan's in the band. I mean, Alan can't get out of the band. <laughs> <laughs> and, and is Alan uh, Alan? Are you do you play the steel? Is that yeah, pedal steel. Yeah, so uh, I I gotta tell you that's this pedal steel, especially on Buffalo Motel, is fantastic. Love it. Oh, <laughs> it's spectacular. Uh, Thank you. So uh, Tina, how about you? Okay, how did I'm you become a fan? All right. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for the axe to fall. Okay. Um, well, actually, <laughs> uh, I think Judy and I became friends first. But what happened was over. I'm. We met originally through, a, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Judy, but um, there was a show that my friend, our friend Dick Siegel was doing. And um, we got introduced there and chatted and laughed about my, you know, uh, Judy and John and me and my husband. And, um, and then for a couple of years, you know, we would, we'd see each other at like a get together here and there or a show, you know, somebody else's show or something. And we would constantly be just introduced always <laughs> like everybody would introduce us again you know and that just became a joke um and you know and then we just started talking and stuff and then um you know i i don't remember what the first show i saw was i saw you know um you and you and john playing together judy um but i don't remember exactly where um just kind of went from there i guess and very cool <laughs> Awesome. Uh, how about Rod? Uh, I don't know, actually. Um, <laughs> I, I, I haven't I haven't known Judy very long. Uh, 
I guess it was when I was um, when I was making the record at Dave's, and and you know, Dave, you, you talked about her all the time. I mean, that <laughs> were just like constantly coming up in conversation because you know you'd just done a gig or something like that. So you were sort of this you know this mysterious but uh, immense you know figure like over the horizon that I had never actually met, even though I'd heard of you for a long time. But I don't remember when we actually met face to face. Right. I, I, I'm wondering if it was, I wonder if it was at your gig. Your Maybe so, at the CD release show. Yeah, that could be. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I remember that. I remember thinking, oh, you're, she's here. That's cool, you know. I, I must have <laughs> really made it now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, fantastic. Uh, Robin. I was just trying to think about that. Um, I remember seeing Judy once before I knew her. I think at Top of the Park, maybe. At maybe that side, the stage, the, the Grove stage. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then um, when I started kind of really following local music and going to Johnny's, and then I don't remember the first show I saw her there. And I think maybe that's where we met, but I'm not positive. And then, yeah, I would say it was probably around 2015 when I met you or 2016. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I love I love all her songwriting and music. It's wonderful, and she's assembled such a fabulous band. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. company her and everything. Yeah, just and then she's been a very sweet customer. We but I treasure her friendship. With that. And she's a wonderful person, and I'm glad I, she's came into my life. Very cool. You're here. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and just so that everyone knows, as far as uh, the, if you're listening. Um, Robin's a photographer, awesome photographer. And so she's done lots of your promo pictures. Is that correct? A lot. Yeah. We've done, done a lot of, I, I did a, yeah, I think the first individual um, artists uh, sitting with you, we took, we went all over, um, we went to Sites's. Oh, awesome. <laughs> We were, I was having so much fun. We like kept going a million places. She's probably like, enough already. <laughs> they have like 800 pictures to go through. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, a lot of band photos and, and tons of, you know, lots of stuff. Well, I know you, I don't know if you all know, but Chuck is an amazing photographer and he captures great shots, live shows. Are, Chuck's amazing. So check out Chuck's photography. Oh, thanks. Uh, so let's switch over to Richard. Yeah, uh, Richard Banker. Yes, I think we've had a bit of a start already. So, by by Judy actually finding me on this uh, Phil Oaks um, Facebook site, she both go on, and she, and we sort of started to we so we realised of each other's existence, and then Judy very kindly sent me a couple of the CDs to listen to, and which certainly have been getting quite a bit of attention is is it it's um i don't know we come across sort of a, a sort of really good sort of country rock music which i've not really heard got that much into but certainly it's i, I really you know i very much appreciated your music and uh, it's very very f strange it's listening to the rest of you talking about very going to various venues it feels like well, in Derby, England <laughs> it's another <laughs> place of a thing but just another different continent you know yeah, because right. because we're because what uh, last five years I've been playing in open mic. Nothing is getting towards you know recording music. We're just going around various open mics, which I did when I retired because I wanted something to do with my life. And 
But, you know, and I, I had to always shoehorn my way in, you know, and, <laughs> for well, younger people as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's there's never a, a wrong time to go play music, so. No, you've got it right, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, Johnny, can you hear us? Oh, it looks like you're muted. Uh-oh. Here, here comes a bit of editing. <laughs> <laughs> Adam left. I'll text him that. <laughs> oh. I think you may be getting it. Very close. There he is. Can you hear me? Hey, I, can. there he is. Oh, good. Excellent. So, so Johnny, how did you become acquainted with Judy and Dave? Well, I'll tell you, I, uh, I had this uh, 20-some-year-old poker game that, uh, with a bunch of ragtag friends, and uh, John was part of that. And uh, I must have met Judy sometime at Old Town with John or something. And, uh, and then when, when uh, John passed away, Judy asked me if I would... Uh, would MC the uh, the celebration, and I go, Judy, I I'm a roast master. I don't do that kind of stuff. And <laughs> said, well, that's what we want. And so, uh, anyways, um, one thing led to another. That we had a beautiful celebration in John's life, and and then Judy um, saved my schoolhouse for me, and and then I right. said, you ought to you ought to do your CD, and so uh, that's how I met Dave, and. Uh, I love sitting here with three of my favorite people, Chuck. I, it was so great meeting you through Madeline and Julian. And when Judy said you guys were doing this, I said, yeah, I want to, I'm i uh, I'm so terrible at getting on computers, but I want to try it. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm so happy you made it because uh, it's great to see you. Cause I, I, I've thought of you often and you know, we've had uh, uh, texting and, and, and emails, but I haven't seen you in probably, I don't know, a year and a half, maybe, yeah, maybe two years. At least, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's good. It's great to see you. And Chuck wrote. Uh, it's uh, almost I, I, as if nobody's seen anybody for the last year. Yeah. You know? True. <laughs> it's been a weird year. Uh, let's see. Um, Michael, can you hear us? Oh, oh there's Michael. Yes. Um, hey. Hey. Um, what? Well, hi. Hey. Um, there you are. Hi, uh, first time I met Judy was, uh, I went out to see my old pal um, Dave at a, at a show at uh, the only time I'd ever been to Johnny's Speakeasy. And, um, you know, it was the first time I met Judy. Very cool. Not, not much of a story. <laughs> it's a good one, though. Because <laughs> Johnny's Speakeasy, for, for anyone listening, is this fantastic hidden gem of uh, Americana uh, in this, like, it's basically an old basement isn't it of the of a house cellar. or yeah an old fruit cellar but it's it's gigantic it's it's huge and it's so cool when you because you do not expect it at all you walk in and then head down these stairs and boom there's this awesome stage and yeah super cool place uh let's see ben can you hear us hey there ben hey ben oh ben who knows how Ben knows Judy? <laughs> 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 <He's> my son. <laughs> well, Ben's just gonna—he's just gonna lurk then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I met her, you know, as soon as I came into the world. 
how about um, Marcy? Can you hear us, Marcy? Oh, I don't think we have any audio there either. All right, well, we'll circle back if they if their mics start working. So, so Judy, uh, at the beginning of 2020, you put out uh, Buffalo Motel, mm -hmm. fantastic album. I I love. Um, it has you, you know that deeply personal songwriting that you that you've had throughout your albums, but I feel like the music on this album has transcended. It's so rich. The arrangements are so uh, vivid and deep, and the recording, everyone's performance is fantastic. Just yeah. you know, like I mentioned, Alan's uh, um, pedal steel. Yeah, I mean everything fantastic. Your voice. So I'm curious though, uh, and I think we may have touched upon it a little bit as far as songwriting, but when, for that album, is the songwriting more affected? Like, do you come at it with all everything arranged and how you're envisioning the, the everyone else in the band playing? Or is it more the shell of the song with the overall intent and then you work with the band to like flesh out all the details? Uh, I think, I think it was, um, the former on the first couple of CDs that I did, but this last one, um, I wish Ben, Mike was on because, um, Ben and Dave, well, and Alan, um, what we did on this one is, um, Dave is always a producer and I brought Ben in, um, to help with this because he, all these years he'd been listening to me play songs and record songs and things like that. And it became known to me that he had other ideas of things I could do with the music. Uh -huh. And I was like, I, awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> well, let's, let's do that. So we set up, I think it was in early 2019 or something. It must've been, or at the end of 2018, even we started to set up pre-production sessions for the band. Alan and John Sperendi and Tony Pace and Brian Williams and Dave and Ben and I would get together in the, my, our living room, my living room. Dave brought over all his recording equipment and we just kind of jammed on the songs. Oh. And, um, ben would have uh, different ideas or different band members had ideas about what they want, thought maybe we could go in this direction or that direction. And um, there was sort of a theme of... <laughs> we like your we you know we like your music the stuff that you've put out but let's do something different <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh it was great i don't know dave i thought we had a blast and yeah Alex, for sure there yes. uh we would put on like ben especially would find something we'd be playing we'd try a couple of different things and then all of a sudden ben would pull out some obscure indie rock thing and say hey check this out and it was like <laughs> totally unlike what we were doing already but we'd hear it and go oh, hey, that's cool. Let's try moving in that direction. And yeah, it was very organic and sort of uh, uh, a distinct process of trying to discover what to do to move these tunes some other way. Yeah, I, I mean, it, there's, it's definitely has, like I mentioned, you know, your songwriting has the, the, the lyrics. I mean, uh, I love Tumbleweed. Um, you know, that's a, it's a great song. And uh, the lyrics are always, to me, they feel so personal. Um, but the music this time around, like I said, really expansive. I, I've almost felt like, um, like 
it, it's a traveling journey. And I don't know if that fed into it at all. Cause you know, the, the name implies some type of being on the road. Um, but I was curious if that kind of theme of movement of being on the road traveling was, was filtering into there. Uh, absolutely. Um, again, I think it evolved or it, 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 it snowballed as we worked on it, but Buffalo mm -hmm. Motel was a, there was, there was a, a year when Ben was young and, um, John and John and I, we got in the car and drove cross country to Montana and, and a car that fell apart on the way. We had a fan on the dashboard. I mean, it was just like one of those cross country trips where we stopped at every freaking side you know, show kind of thing. <laughs> it was like such a blast. We, we didn't even have a map. John thought he knew how to get to Montana. <laughs> and then <laughs> realized he <laughs> um, But one of the nights we stayed at this, I always called it the Buffalo Motel because it was a giant fiberglass buffalo outside. And it's like this little one-story motel. There was heat lightning and it was just, it was, it could not have been better. I, I could not have been happy. It was like the, we had such a good time. And so that was such a peak moment in my, in, in my memory, that Buffalo Motel. And, uh, and so I wrote a little song about that. And then that kind of, oh, and then, the album design, I wanted, you know, wanted to call the album Buffalo Motel, and then I wanted to get, I was hoping I could get a neon sign from that motel. Oh, yeah. Cover. And I started, I Googled Buffalo Motel neon sign, and one popped up, this great <laughs> photograph of this guy on, um, on uh, Instagram and Todd Franklin, and it was just the perfect photo. I was proud of myself, and no other photos like it. It was like the only one on Google and or Tumblr or whatever the heck. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But online um, <laughs> was the only thing I could find. And I messaged Todd and went, "Please, please, please, can I use this photograph? And I'll pay you to whatever." And he went, "Oh no, just give me credit. That's great. That's great." And then we sort of became friends, and it was awesome. And Yes. So, so that feeling of big sky country of like sailing down the highway, heading somewhere with your hair flying was behind that idea of wanting. And Ben kept talking about this, that, you know, that, that a, a big, a bigger sound, he kept calling it muscular, <laughs> like, well, <laughs> muscular, but, but I knew what he meant, like something that, that evoked a big spacious feeling and lots of layers and things. And the guys just, I mean, the band and Dave, like, you know, you're <laughs> bringing all that recording equipment over and recording every take that we came up with. Uh, it was, it was a, that, that process actually was a great journey. It was so much fun. Oh yeah. Fun. Yeah. It sounds very, uh, like, uh, very organic in that respect. Did you actually use the recording that you did at the house? Like, is it, or was that just the rough takes so that you could get the idea and then go to the studio to do the final? Right. Yeah, that it was the latter. We we were really just sort of woodshedding it and listening back to those to sort of pick what really worked after the night was passed. But then right. we re-recorded it all. But most of it though was recorded basically live. Like there might be a few overdubs on a song, but for the most part the core of every song was recorded with all of us in the studio together 
playing at the same time as a unit. Oh, awesome. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So does, cause you, you get that experience as well, that kind of live feel. So that's really cool. Yeah. And, and that was recorded Dave at your studio rooftop recordings. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Very nice. Well, I don't want to take over the, all the questioning. If, if people want to interrogate these two, <laughs> does anybody have any questions for Judy or Dave? I should ask Dave about the expansion of rooftop recording studio. Expansion? Yes. Yeah. Let's hear about that, Dave. Well, uh, I two big things happened over the last year while things were shut down. You know, there was nothing happening for March and April and May. And uh, I decided I was going to head to Home Depot and I built two isolation booths here in the studio because figuring like, you know, just thinking about what's going to happen once people are able to leave their home again, well, there better be a safe place for somebody to go and sing without a mask on. So I built two spots that people can go and close the door, take their mask off and sing away. Uh, And then, you know, still have other musicians with them to play live without anybody being endangered by the virus, the dreaded virus. So yeah, a lot of physical improvements in the room. The studio is, for those who haven't been here, it's, it's, I've taken over the garage in my house, which is a large, like three and a half car sized garage. And uh, mm-hmm. we bought the house with the plan in mind that that was going to become the recording studio. And it finally mostly looks like one now when you're standing in there. <laughs> and then the other big uh, upgrade was I bought a fancy piano this last year. I, I got a Steinway, so it's wow. outfitted for the next one. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Holy yeah. cow. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Well, the other, other big upgrade, Dave, is that you got all this video stuff, right? You have all these cameras and lights and things. And so that's a huge upgrade, I think. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. A uh, whole changeover in service. And actually we filmed, with Judy last Saturday for the Michigan Music Alliance uh, Share the Music. Is that what the festival is called? Am I getting that right? Yes, I believe so. It's Share the Music. Or Spread spread the Music? Share the Music? I forget. But anyway. It might be Spread. Yeah, I think it is Spread. Right. And that's airing next weekend. Is that right, Judy? Right. Um, March March 26th that morning. We're, We're the early birds. 10 a.m. Yep. Nice. Judy Banker with your coffee. Yeah. There you go. Fantastic. I saw a little bit of that footage and it just looks really great, you know. So um, it's going to be cool. It's and the sound too. That's the thing, Dave. Yeah. Was oh, it, thanks. Was it videotaped and recorded at the studio? Yes. Yes. Very cool. Awesome. I think I saw one of the earlier concerts, which I which I listened to very intently. Which was it sounded it's got this really nice sort of atmosphere, nice sort of setting that you got it in, and the music sounded great. I must admit, nice. I think that must have been Barry Lonick's barn. <laughs> yeah, that was that was it. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. These collaborations you're doing, Dave, with all the people in their own little areas, and you're. It just blows my mind how beautiful it sounds and how it's all just perfectly aligned. And I, I can't, I'm not very technical, but well, most of that, awesome. the, so I've done that uh, rooftop artist concerts. Those are actually shot live yeah. here in the studio. So what you're seeing with that is 
people on one side of the studio, people on the other side of the studio, and then a separate camera in each of the booths. So they're actually playing live in real time, sort of in the same space, but it gets edited together and it, it sort it. of looks okay. a little separated, which is, you know, it's less than ideal from a videographer's standpoint, but it's COVID friendly. It works. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, nice. I think it's really cool. Anybody else have questions for Judy or Dave? I, one I asked before, but maybe now that you're recording, I didn't realize we weren't recording the first time. And Judy just um, recorded a new song. Right. <laughs> so maybe yeah. to talk about that. Yeah, yeah that, uh, I was just saying that that was, I, I, did, I had not written any songs except one in this past year. I just didn't have it in me. I think I my little camera and went out, my, my phone camera, and that became my way of like coping with the world rather than writing songs. Um, but... Um, so I wrote this a song as part of a um, international artist collaborative. It's sort of visual artists, I think maybe some dance artists and um, some musicians and about a thousand people across the world who participated in this. It's sort of like based on the telephone game where we, what I don't know is if there was a one message that we all were responding to, or I have a feeling there were several different messages, but I was, for example, given, um, I was sent a video from an artist that I didn't know, and there was no information. And I was supposed to watch this video. And then based on what message I got from that video myself, create a song. And oh. my song went out wow. to somebody else. And then they had to figure out kind of what's the message of my song. Oh. And so trying to keep some sort of unity going across that. And I, we've all been sworn to secrecy. Nobody has seen this exhibit. Uh, I don't know what my song inspired. I don't really, I have never met the artist whose video, that is, you know, was inspired by. And so I wrote a song and I just recorded it in my dining room. And I, it was, it, you know, part of it for me was part of the message I got from her video. And it may have been completely like off message for her but was that um that it had it felt like a small world and so i wanted to just to do a small like home home spun version of the song just from my dining room but like that that's that'll be perfect for this project but i wanted to do a little more with the song so took it out to dave's a couple weeks ago was that something like that the week before we filmed with the band right and um, wanted to keep it low production, like not a lot of instruments, but just um, some layers. So John Sprendy and Dave and I met out at Dave's studio. And I don't know, was it Sprendy right away when Dave play the whirly? No, he, well, he had a whirly idea and I told him to play the whirly. I'm like, no, John, you do it. You you have the idea. Let's hear what you got. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so what's it called it's called after it ends very cool yeah awesome and so w when is the when, when when was it coming out again i, I think well, i missed that the, um the we're, I, we were sworn to secrecy and so we were, i'm not allowed to release oh. it till oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. all right so we'll, we'll 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 have to watch your page and and wait for it to be announced and all right cool awesome such an interesting idea it strikes me as you know like it's just there's this real thread of trust 
weaving through it, like trust that the next person's going to take your stuff and run with it in a way, you know, that you might like or might be interesting or oh, it's a very cool idea. Yeah, no, I, I, I loved being part of that project. It, it felt it, it was it was really inspiring. And I'm really anxious to see the exhibit. I think it's like the largest collaboration of this kind. Ever. Oh. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. Uh, anybody else have questions for Judy and, and Dave? I have a question. Are, for are you two working on anything together right now? Uh, besides polishing up? Um, what are we working on, Dave? Well, that <laughs> and getting the video ready to go for the Michigan for Music the Alliance are the big ones. I want to know yeah. when you're... Oh. you're uh, a uh, book of photography is coming out. No, yeah, no, no, there's kidding, two Judy. much better photographers on this little screen right here. Oh, Judy posts amazing uh, pictures uh, every day. I look forward to seeing good what pictures. I love them. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love the picture down West Liberty with the sun. It was perfect. I. That probably happens like one day a year or something, right? That was <laughs> yesterday. I went into the, I, I finished up my, I'm on Zoom all day long talking to clients. And then I had up with daylight savings. I had enough time to run to the woods and try to like get my brain cleared. And, and then the sun was setting and I was catching pictures in the woods and that was pretty and everything like that. And then I was getting, walking back to my car and I looked to the right on Liberty as I was crossing the road and it was like, what is happening? <laughs> and I stopped in the middle of the road and just hope nobody ran me over. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's awesome. It was. <laughs> that was a great shot. Yes. Anybody else have questions for Judy or Dave? No. So I can run with it. All right. So this is something I like to ask, and it's it involves participation from everybody, um, because I'm I just like to know, like, what was the first album that you bought? Oh, I remember mine. All right. So Judy, go for it. What was the first one you got? Peter Paul and Mary, the one with the red brick on it. Oh, it was like the, probably their first. It was the first album. Yeah, I bought it. Cool. Fifty cents. <laughs> uh, Dave, how about you? Boy, I don't exactly remember, but I was a jazz fusion nerd in middle school. I was a trumpet player and probably like Chuck Mangione live at the Hollywood Bowl or, you know, something in that vein would have been my first record. Awesome. I don't I don't remember. I still have all those records, though. <laughs> and uh, Richard, how about you? Um, what, what happened was that uh, first year at university, I got to share with a guy that was very much into music, just pretty, purely arbitrarily. If it hadn't been for that, I wouldn't be where I am now, basically. <laughs> and he had a couple of, uh, he had one, uh, um, Phil Oaks' second LP. And I, 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 it's one of those that you love the, you got the liner notes on the back that um, I really love the look of it. And also to hear, hear the music and um a lot of records I ended up by buying were based on, the, on my roommate's um, collection. But there's a secondhand record shop where in the town where I grew up. I, I thought, there it is. Okay, I've got, I've laid my, <laughs> that's it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, went from there on, you know. 
fantastic. That's uh, funny. Robin, how about you? Um, you guys are going to laugh. I I remember taking Christmas money when I was five years old and buying the Urban Chipmunks <laughs> album. <laughs> That's when uh, I think Urban Cowboy was a big movie and the Chipmunks made a version. Oh, I man. got that. <laughs> uh, do you still have it? <laughs> yeah, I think I do. <laughs> I got to hear that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Next time you're over, Chuck. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Rod, how about you? Uh, it was the Monkees, first album. The Monkees, oh. And it was totally, it, you know, I totally, I don't want to say changed my life, but I can really trace, like, a lot of stuff back to that record, you know. It was such a great record. Yeah. I, I remember watching that show and just thinking that was the, the best thing ever, you know. That and the Partridge family. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, actually, before that, one of the, one of the most, one of the weirdest records ever was I was like in my basement and uh, with some friends and I was really, I was probably eight, you know, and we found a 45 of Great Balls of Fire by Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh. But we didn't know who Jerry Lee Lewis was. We thought it was Jerry Lewis, right? <laughs> so, so we put it on expecting, you know, like a comedy record with a bunch of weird noises and, and we got exactly that. You know, we just thought this is like Jerry Lewis's funniest ever you know, thing, you know, and it was years before I learned that it wasn't actually Jerry Lewis. So wow, that's really that's my funny. first, you know, my first love affair with the record, I think. That's great. Uh, it is. <laughs> uh, Michael, how about you? You know, there were a lot of records that I owned that other people bought for me um, that I recall. But, you know, the first I bought two records at the same time. Um, with my own money and and those two records were uh robin williams reality what a concept and the blues brothers first record oh yeah we uh, i remember a, a buddy of mine when i was a kid he he got that blues uh the blues brothers record and we played the hell out of that we, yeah. especially you know the the rubber biscuit rubber biscuit yeah <laughs> it was a briefcase full of blues yeah that was awesome <laughs> I, I love that record those both those records yeah uh tina ah well um what it wasn't was the following because i was 11 when the beatles came over and i had a sister my sister was four years older than me so she would go out and buy all the beatles records and she would take me along to sam goody which i don't know if that was out here or not but that was the record store nearby. We'd walk to it every time a new single came out. And then eventually she would buy the album. So I didn't need to buy any Beatles at all. Um, <laughs> and then I had a friend in junior high who introduced me to all the, oh, I don't know, music that was a little more off the beaten path than what I was hearing amongst friends or family. So um, there's three that I can think of that um, I can't, I'm not sure which one of these three were first, but was Roberta Flack chapter two, was oh. the Phil Oaks album, the, the brown and white one. I still have both of those. And um, the other one was The Doors. Oh, wow. And um, cool. I still have that one too, actually. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are, those are all three great albums. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, how about you? Well, the very first album I bought, I bought for my older sister, Rayetta, and it was uh, Johnny Mathis. She was a big Johnny Mathis fan. Uh, and the first album I bought for myself was um, 
gosh, I think it was the four seasons. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very <laughs> nice. And uh, Ben, can you hear us? Do you get your mic working? The mic set up, he said. I don't know what he's, I don't know. I just got oh. from him. This All mic. right. We'll, we'll have to come back, uh, do a special episode with Ben <laughs> to, get, to get his feedback. <laughs> what was yours? Did you say? What was mine? Yeah. Oh, uh, so very first album I bought myself was uh, Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Oh. Yeah. I, I had a friend. Um, so I lived in Detroit um, until I was 11. And uh, his name was Jimmy. And he was... Well, I guess we were, you know, 10, 8, 9, 10. And he could sing, like he knew all the lyrics to Elton John and he could, he's, he sounded like Elton John when he sang. It was like the craziest thing. So I was kind of a fan of Jimmy and he was a fan of Elton John. And so then I became a fan of Elton John. And so, and then, yeah, from there I was like, I, I just listened to Elton John until I got into uh, uh, somebody turned me on to Kiss and that led to the heavy metal road that, you know, I'm still traveling today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a shift from Elton John to Kiss. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, and the, I still... the outfits, I guess, are the common theme, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Platform shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a common element, flashiness, I guess. <laughs> uh, so um, we, we just have a, a little bit more time, and I have a uh, – Another question for all of you, and it is kind of controversial. So um, hopefully, I won't offend anybody. But pizza, pineapple, or no pineapple? Judy? No pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> no pineapple. Dave? Yeah, not so much for the pineapple. I've had it before. I would, I, I, I would never turn away pizza unless it's got meat on it nowadays. But <laughs> yeah, not my first choice. All right. Uh, Rod. Definitely pro pineapple here. Oh, all right. Pineapple. Right. So Love what's your favorite combination with pineapple? Pepperoni. In fact, tonight we had pizza and we debated about, pep about pineapple, but we got peppers, <laughs> red peppers instead. So pepperoni and, you know, pineapple is great. Awesome. Awesome. Richard. Chuck, Chuck I'm going to interrupt you on my battery. It's just about ready to go, but this is oh. great. Good, oh, well, thanks, guys. And if it, I do so pineapple, it's got to be with ham. All right. <laughs> Bye, Johnny. All right. Bye, Johnny. See you, Johnny. Thanks for joining, man. Uh, Richard. Um, I'm really not keen on pineapple, so it's got to be pizza, probably with meat. I'm not. It's not had it for a, quite a long time, but I did used to have it at one time, so that's my. <laughs> All right, uh, Robin. I, I do like it. Ham, pineapple, oh, and oh, green olives. Green olives. A little, little savory saltiness in there. Nice. Uh, Michael. Um, I am definitely pro pineapple. I prefer it with bacon. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Which bacon is considered a fruit and a vegetable. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, Tina. Oh, well, um, not to be too antagonistic, but absolutely not in a million billion years would I have pineapple <laughs> on a pizza. <laughs> have I made, have I made my point? 
Strong, strong no from Tina on, pe- on pineapple on pizza. All right. So, so you're saying maybe someday. <laughs> maybe in a million billion years. Yeah, I'll catch up with me after that. Right. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you all so much for being a part of Fans with Bands. Really great to see you, talk with you. Um, can't wait to actually, I mean, I think we're getting close to being able to be together again and see live music. Mm. So I'm hoping that that's sooner than later. But uh, until then, uh, thanks again for joining. Thank you. This was wonderful. Great to see everybody. And, yeah. and Judy yeah. and Dave, you guys are great. Cool. Thank you. Really wonderful. Always. So good to see you, Judy. So really, <laughs> it's really nice to be able to be over here. Just, uh, I'm just one string along for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was worthwhile to pick uh, up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna do it somehow or other. Nice. Great. All right. Thank you guys. Bye bye. Good night. Bye everybody. Bye. bye. I'm bye. <laughs> Thanks again to Judy Banker and Dave Roof, as well as fans Johnny, Michael, Alan, Rod, Richard, Robin, and Tina for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. Do yourself a favor and check out Judy's latest album, Buffalo Motel. It is fantastic. And keep your eyes open for upcoming virtual and hopefully live shows with Judy Banker. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, Consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams. <laughs>